Hey there, everybody. Welcome back into the Fortress of Comitude podcast. My name is Tyler. Hi, Mary. I am Kylie. Uh, we finally made it to the end. Doomsday Clock issue 12. I win. It exists. Mary does win. Does it finish before? Kylie has a gripe with this, though. <laughs> February 2020 is what it says, although it was printed 12 6 Yeah. <laughs> uh, we both win. That's right. From November no. 2017. No, she's, she's not having any of it. No. no. I win. <laughs> From November 2017 to December 18th, 2019, Doomsday Clock. Literally yep. the last what a time to be alive of the year. Yeah. What a time to live. <laughs> <laughs> what an age we live in. So done. we're going to go through issue 12, obviously full spoilers and everything. And then at the end, we're going to kind of just give a, a brief review of, of the series as a whole as well. So, um, if you remember from our, our previous review of issue 11, we all agreed there was a lot to cover in yep. this issue, but I don't feel like it's like bombarded with a lot of shit. Like, I feel no, like I it's, f- I felt they did well. Kind of really like, well. um, when I discussed the Watchmen TV show, mm-hmm. when there was one episode left, I'm like, you guys got a lot of shit to do in an hour and they pulled it off and it didn't feel, didn't feel rushed. And mm-hmm. felt we need to throw up a spoiler warning for that as well. Cause I know there was some shit you wanted to bring up about that. Um, I guess we could. Okay. Spoilers for HBO's Watchmen as well, just in case you haven't seen it, because there there may be some stuff that gets talked about in this as well. Yeah. Just to be on the safe side. Yeah, because there were some things that kind of hit when I originally read it. That, again, I was very sick when mm-hmm. I read this, and my head was not all there. But there were things that were hearkening back to that final episode of Watchmen, where I'm oh, like, okay. this is kind of coincidental. Again, with all the delays and everything, the art of this book was never compromised, though. Yeah. So... It's just like, okay, well, I mean, eventually no one's going to care. No one's going to remember that it was as late as it was, you know, because just, God damn, the book looks fucking amazing. And who knows if we'll ever get the full fucking story of what actually happened. All the, all the rumors and stuff were basically just like that with the power shift at DC, shit had to be rewritten. And so I don't think this is, I don't, I don't believe this is the original Doomsday Clock that we were always supposed to get from the beginning. Hmm. Um, but oh well this is what we got and it's still really good so uh, we at the end of the last issue we finally got kind of the uh, the meeting of Dr. Manhattan and Superman and it's, you know Dr. Manhattan's been talking for oh we are going to discuss like. our favorite oh oh yeah the cover so <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> the A cover do. the A cover is an homage to Watchmen but instead of the, the smiley face pin it's a Superman logo with the blood splatter on it and then the uh, the B cover is uh Dr. Manhattan and Superman, which I love. And the clocks at midnight. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mary, yeah. you you like the, the more simplistic cover? Yeah. As per usual. Mm-hmm. Kylie as well. Uh, yep. I like the Superman <laughs> emblem. And there was a cool uh, blank, yellow blank cover, too, if anybody got a chance which to Which, if I'm going to say that's my favorite one, but it's blank, so... <laughs> and so, Dr. Manhattan's had this thing where he can't see beyond... He knows he has this confrontation with Superman, and then he either destroys Superman or or Superman either destroys him or he ends everything. But he cannot see the future anymore. Beyond that, I love uh, kind of the callbacks to Doctor Manhattan's origin, being locked in the little chamber and getting all blasted up and shit. Yeah, which is really good. Uh, we see kind of the 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 photo again of them taking the photo together at the fair, 
you know, it's, it's Dr. Manhattan doing Dr. Manhattan shit where it's like, it's this day and this is happening. It's this day and this is happening. There's a lot of that shit in yeah. here, which is really, really good. But um, I like I like their kind of back and forth where he's like, who are you? He's like, I'm the one you're going to destroy or I'm the one who destroys everything. And he's like, what are you? <laughs> um, Superman is still wanted for the the crime that happened in, in Moscow. So there's a bunch of the Russian superheroes that are all here to bring Superman in because Putin was like he needs to either turn himself into the government or he's going to be you know a wanted man and shit there's a bunch of other countries that are calling him like a war criminal and stuff Uh, because if you god that was like issue fucking six or seven the firestorm yeah yeah yeah, where they they killed a bunch of people in Moscow Um, I love that Jeff Johns uses like throughout this whole series he's used Black Adam anytime he wants to criticize the United States yeah (laughs) (laughs) It works well. Oh yeah, it works really good because there's been a couple of them in other issues where we're just like, damn, that feels like that hit on the head a little bit. Whatever. Like anytime he has something negative to say about the U.S., it's like, okay, Black Adam's just the vehicle for that because they they're gonna have this big standoff here, or whatever. And Superman's like, we can't. There's innocent people here. And he says, when did that ever stop your country? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, god damn. <laughs> um. So they're having a big old fight and everything. Again, the artwork's fucking amazing. Superman's trying to fight off all of these guys, and he he can't do it. Um, Reggie Rorschach, we haven't checked on him in a while, even with the delays. Has it's been a while? Yeah. Um, he is like, he's just kind of watching everything go down. He's accepted that this universe is going to end just like his did, and uh, he gets smacked over the head with a pipe by this racist guy. What does he say? He's like, I knew one of you were going to try to get in my store. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, one of you. <laughs> and you can tell that at this point, Reggie is just, he's done. It's, oh, yeah. He feels it's all over. There's nothing to, to do. Fair to point out that the uh, the guy has a red cap on, which, you know. No writing. Just a red cap. Yeah, but. He's Santa. Clearly, <laughs> clearly they're, they're, that, that's a choice yeah. that was made. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um. I like Alfred kind of has like a badass moment though where he comes and just smacks the yeah. fuck out of the guy. Yeah. I did like the Alfred. Yeah. 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 Alfred's really good here and he's like, we need you. And he's like, Superman needs you. And uh, he Reggie flips the fuck out when he sees the Rorschach mask and he's like, no, that face, that name and whatever. He's like, you don't know what it represents. And Alfred's like, I read the journal. I know who it was. It was, he's like, don't say his name. <laughs> and... Uh, Again, they're kind of going back. We, we're going back and forth between this and and the fight with Superman and everything. Um, Alfred's like, you know, you can we you can basically you don't have to be what Walter Kovacs was as Rorschach. You, you can, can change. You can take it and make it something yeah. else. This fucking page, dude, is so beautiful. This double splash that gave. I imagine this probably spent like days day or, or God, I I <laughs> say multiple days. Oh, yeah. Just there's so much going on here, and there's so many fucking characters. Yeah, and they're all done so well. Plus, you got the Capitol building in the background too, which kind of just a nice little. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't skimp. Oh yeah, he never does. Um, Reggie's talking about how you know my father believed that there was some good in everybody, but he goes, he's "I crying. thought, yeah." He he's like, "I thought that um, my dad helped get to." Kovacs but in reality it was Kovacs that got to my father and my friend lied to me right? yeah, yeah yeah his friend the moth which is mm-hmm. what we saw clear back in issue four which was the kind of Reggie origin issue of them in the uh, 
the 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 mental home, I guess, or whatever you want to call it yeah. after yeah. the after the squid attack. Um, this panel of Batman dropping in is kick ass as hell. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I love where he's like, "You tried to warn me. I'm sorry." So good. Reggie mm, says it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yep, your world's going to end just like the, mine did. The I'm guessing this is what Batman's dropping from here. I it think reminds so, yeah. me of Batman Beyond. Oh. Oh, it just reminded me of like the the one from the uh, Batman '89. Like, well, you're wrong. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um. I love um, I love how Superman's basically like, how can you just sit there and do nothing? Like, because Doctor Manhattan's just like watching everything go on. He, he he's like counting down. He's like, it's like four minutes now until whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. Superman saves this this lady and her son behind the dumpster. Um, they got the little was that a Mercedes? The it they got yeah. the little it's emblem. A car. Well, I know, but I was like, but it's a Benz. Yeah, product placement. Who cares? Product placement. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> um. Superman drops our favorite line ever. What about that people? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever you are, help these people. And he's like, that's not I what happens. I don't help you. Yeah. I've already seen it. Um, and Superman's starting to crumble. So now. I can't do this alone. Yep. Which is true. You can't do everything by yourself. No. So. This fucking panel, dude. If you. This if, looks if you so told much me, out of Watchmen. Yeah. If you told me that Dave Gibbons drew it, I would believe you. Oh, like, yeah. He mimics Watchmen it's so good. Like good. the colors and everything all look exactly like Watchmen. Like, yeah, damn. That fucking squid thing's creepy as shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lois, if you remember, Lois was with Lex Luthor and he kind of just. Somewhat discovered what was going on basically by tracking all of the photos of of John and Lay- and Janie Slater. And he wants Lois to write the article saying that he found it because he wants yep. that credit. Exactly. Yeah, like finally, guess. his his yep. true motives finally come true. She's like, "Well, what do you want me to?" He's like, "Write your piece. He's like, oh, like get credit. the word out to the public, but make Give sure that you credit. let everybody know that it was me." Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he he has like this. Uh, what do they call it? A vibrational? It's a vibrator gun. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Um, he he's like I have unfinished business to do. Uh, my marionette just loving the chaos, just driving through the city. I think they got like the stop police thing just on the hood of the car. <laughs> they have the comedian with him. He's going. Yeah, they're comedian's going for just chilling in the, the back of the car. Yeah, uh, I love this back and forth here where Reggie's like, I can't help you. I can't be. I can't wear that face again. I can't do. And Batman's basically like, you know, it's it's a Rorschach. That's the thing. People see what they want to see. Make people see something else. Mm-hmm. I like that. I Oh, yeah. I mean, that's great. You know, maybe you saw a monster, but other people can see something else. Be what you want to be. And then they also tell him that, you know, maybe your friend wasn't lying. He just wanted, you know, making you rethink, like, mm-hmm. have faith in your dad. And, uh... It, again, this is where Superman's like, yeah, how can you just sit there and do nothing? And he talks about, he's like, you know, my world had a chance at peace and um, it's burning even now. My world was, is destroyed. Um, and this is where he comes clean, where he's like, I am the one that's behind the changes, friends you've forgotten. And he's like, I'm the one that killed your parents. And he tells him, he's like, out of cold curiosity. Yeah. Which and pisses him off a little bit. A little bit. And, and then we get a little is, Dr. Manhattan dangle there. A little dangle there. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you think Superman's going to punch Dr. Manhattan. We've seen the sequence through the other issues when yeah. like Dr. Manhattan's cut. But like to see it blown up like this in the bigger yeah. panels, it's a beautiful page. Like Probably if I could own any page from Doomsday Clock, this would probably be it. Just I love, I love it. I love it, it nice. so much. He's got his eyes closed waiting for the 
waiting yep. for the punch. Yep. And uh, instead, he saves him. And, you know, Dr. Manhattan, who knows all and sees all, is, like, Finally astounded. made it to the point that he's like, oh. That's that's you... where he couldn't see past. He yeah. couldn't yeah. see past that fist coming at him. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's genuinely, like, baffled, which yeah. is, like, you know, the smartest man in the world, maybe, that, or in the universe. Like, he kind of knows all, sees all. Is like, why would you defend me? And... <laughs> He's like, he's like, I don't know what to think about all this, but all I know is right now you have a decision to make. Um, and we cut to Reggie looking at the mask. Yeah, so good. Because he has a decision to, to make. make as well. Oh yeah, it's almost like they're parallel ideas. What? And maybe there's a third choice instead like of destroying each other. <sighs> Does anybody get Superman maybe better than Jeff Johns? Like honestly, like <laughs> the he has the voice that he has for Superman. It's like every word that comes out of his mouth, like, yep, he gets it. Jeff Johnson gets Bendis it. Bendis is doing pretty good. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you hear all the reports that, like, Warner Brothers doesn't know what to do with Superman. They they don't know how to make him relevant for a modern audience. It's like, you don't get it. Clearly, yeah. you don't. It's not that fucking hard. Yeah. Um, he is, it is very basic. Exactly. Yeah. If anything, in this time that we're living in right now in the real world where people are so divided and everything, like, we need Superman now more than ever, maybe. It shouldn't be that hard. Like, the idea of this guy that does the right thing every time shouldn't be that hard to wrap your brain around. But, I don't know. I hear people say that all the time, too. I just I don't get Superman. He's never appealed to me. So, I don't know. I feel bad for those people. I'm sorry. Um, he doesn't appeal to me that much, but I, I get but you, it. But you get the yeah, character, though. I, yeah. You know? And people are like, well, I don't like him because he's too unrelatable. I'm like, you haven't read very many Superman stories then. Or you haven't read any good ones. Yeah. You know? Because... The character's been around for 80... You don't be around for 80 years by being unrelatable and having... You know what I mean? So, yeah. Which that's a conversation that we've had before. But uh, I like where he's kind of like, who's the who's the girl in the photograph? You know, she must have meant a lot to you. And he, he starts to get to... I like that like Superman breaks Dr. Manhattan, basically, which I, I love that. he like, And then not only breaks him, but he inspires him. Yeah. I would say that that that's the that's the push that I think he needed to yeah do what happens here. Which I mean, from the very beginning, when people were talking about it's going to be Superman versus Doctor Manhattan. I've I've taken the stance from the very beginning that they were not going to fight; that it was going to be more of a verbal, and Superman was going to restore faith in humanity of Do- to Doctor Manhattan, which is basically what happens. But it's still really good to see it play out. Yeah, um, and we get another dongle. Yep. I'm surprised he didn't go, put on some underwear. Think about the people. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, I, I do. I get it now. I understand. Everything ends. And I love that panel of again. Manhattan. That, <sighs> just the eyes. It's yeah. beautiful. You don't like the dangle? <laughs> <laughs> the dangle of his dongle? He um, starts over the world again. Yeah. I lo- this page is awesome where just everything yes. starts to fade away and the Superman gets dusted. And then we get uh, the, the two e- the two easiest paychecks of Gary Frank's career. Yeah. I want to know what the splash page was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's it, it's so funny that like they're not both nine panel grids. Like one of them is a slide, yeah. like something. What the hell's going on? Um, yeah, Doctor Manhattan completely resets the universe, and in the context of what Jeff Johns is trying to say, like the Big Bang of the DC universe is it Superman's rocket. Like, like everything begins with that rocket ship leaving. Krypton. Yeah. Yep. Um, I love this so much. And this is kind of, we went over this when we did the review of issue 10, which was the whole metaverse issue where he kind of explained, oh, yeah. but 
It's so good, which that might be like my single issue of the year, maybe. Like just It's definitely my favorite issue of the run. Yeah, I I I I'd probably down. agree. I'd probably agree. Um Jeff Johns is saying that everything begins and ends with Superman. And that couldn't be more true. I just I, I love that it's like everything revolves around each version of this story. So as Superman changes, the world changes. He is the linchpin of everything that I don't, I don't think it's necessarily even just DC it against comics as a whole. It's like because that was the kickoff, right? Superman launched everything. Yeah. Um love it. Love it so much. Um so we see in the, the new fifty two version which was as John Kent basically being like, you know, you can't go out there. The world's not ready for you. They've never seen anything like you before. To where Dr. Manhattan pushes the lantern back to where Alan Scott can reach it, therefore becoming the Creed Lantern, therefore forming the JSA. Updated down to like, I remember being a kid and hearing stories about the JSA. If you're ready to go out there, I think you should, kind of a thing. It's like all of these things are so connected. And so, they're, so by Clark Kent becoming Superboy means he's able to save his parents. Um, the JSA means Superboy exists. Superboy existing means the Legion exists. It's just, uh, it, it, I, it all works so well, dude. Like once the first domino falls and you start reading, how, it, it all just works so well for me where it's like, yep, yep, yep. And uh, Ozymandias is like, yep, everything's basically, you know, going according to planning. So he's got to be the asshole behind everything. Um, the Legion ring comes back, which brings Saturn girl back. Johnny Thunder remembers who he was supposed to be now. And uh, they're all going to go help Superman, which is really, really cool. This fucking page is amazing, dude. With uh, this is everybody. the one I figured you would really enjoy. I did. I, but you also just can't help but wonder, like, how cool would this have been had Snyder not already brought the JSA back in Justice League and yeah. Bendis not launched a new fucking Legion book like a month or two ago? Like, you couldn't just wait because clearly, clearly that was the plan, right? Is that they were all supposed to come back here and then you know launch back out because these were the pieces of the dc universe that were missing mm. after rebirth and so again in the in the long game of this and the the grand scheme of things it's not going to matter too much because this story on its own will exist later on but just in the current time that we're in you can't help but feel like god they kind of fucked this up they yeah. dropped the ball on this hard because this would have been amazing if this was the comeback of the legion that it should have been it made me re uh, reminded me of how secret wars ended mm -hmm. um because that last issue would have been so awesome if it would have come out on time it was still oh, a good it issue was delayed, right yeah but by the time you read that last issue, they've already set these pieces in motion in the actual Marvel universe. Yeah. So you're like, well, damn it, this takes some air out of it. Because you already, yeah, because you already knew things that were yeah. coming. And like, you know, to be fair, it's not a shocker to anybody. We all knew that exactly. We knew the JSA was coming back. The Legion, like, even er early issues of Doomsday, like you could tell, like by the time this is over, the Legion will be back and the JSA will be back because you could see they were setting up to do that. But it still just sucks that like Bendis and had to beat jeff johns to the punch you know what i mean and yeah. it's like god why but gorgeous fucking page though pages i guess two pages um now superman has an army to fight with and it's it's really cool to see and it's fun you know if if you just go back to that double page and just kind of look through and see some of the characters oh, we yeah. haven't seen in so goddamn long um and uh superman or not superman dr manhattan kind of kind of uh explains further that like yeah, every time Superman changes, a new universe is created. 
I, I do like going back really quick to Johnny Thunder. Mm-hmm. Just the look on his face. Oh, he's, he's like, so give happy. him a taste so of his mind. He just has this smile, and he's like, you got it, pal. Yeah. And he takes pal. out Black Adam. Oh. Serves you right, you big bully. <laughs> this might be like my favorite like lines from the book where he's like, I see tomorrow, the man of tomorrow, and for the first time, I am inspired. Mm. That's Superman right there. Like To the most cold fucking being in existence, Superman can get through to him and inspire him to be great. So for anyone that doesn't get Superman, that's it right there. It's not rocket science. Um, he, he came in a rocket, but yeah, it's not it's rocket true. science. Exactly. Yeah. It's a rocket, but there's no science. <laughs> He's supposed to be the one that gives everybody the hope and the one that like we should aspire to be mm-hmm. like. I think Dr. Manhattan calls him the North Star of the metaverse at one point. I like, that's really cool. Um, yeah, he just talks about like, yeah, as Superman changes, a universe is created. Earth 2 is eventually born. And um, I like... Jeff Johns kind of gets his little jab in there too. Even though he made one himself, he was like, after the first and greatest crisis, like there was only one really, really good one. And then there was a couple others. Even though I like Infinite Crisis and Final Crisis, it's still like that That first one is the one that matters. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then we get Earth 1985 out of this, which is the, you know, Frank Miller's Batman and John Byrne's Superman and George Perez's Wonder Woman launches out of this, that post-crisis, original post-crisis DC universe. And then and after the Flashpoint and, yep, and, and this rebirth, Earth 52. Earth 52, which Dr. Manhattan admits he goes, even the universe that I created now, which is the yeah. new 52. So all the speculation that everybody thought was right, Dr. Manhattan created. He took the hope out of the DC universe and created the new 52. Um, all of these, we're not going to go through and read them all, but just all of Jeff Johns is kind of like, things of like in this year this is going to happen and in this year this is going to happen um the best one by far is jeff johns basically telling marvel and dc they have 10 years to get their shit together <laughs> yeah <laughs> or or disney <laughs> just buy dc <laughs> <laughs> it's like something needs to happen because it's like dude it has been 17 years since, since the JLA last avengers yep, yep since the last dc crossover they have refused to play nice with each other for 17 years like okay i'm letting you guys know right now you got a 10-year goal you got 10 years to get your shit together because uh one of them is basically saying that in what do they call secret crisis the secret crisis of 2030 <sighs> where superman teams up with thor and a green behemoth that's stronger than doomsday clearly obviously the hulk there um and he dies saving superman oh yeah <laughs> so good um, oh, they have 20 not 20 sorry they have 10 years not 5 years that's what I said 10, oh, I said 10 years to get oh, the I shit together five. No. Oh, no 10 years missed. 2030 okay you're drunk um, and oh, then maybe I love, I love just all of these of like Superman's origin again and again like in this year the Kents find their rocket ship in this year the Kents prayers for a baby is answered in this year in one version somebody has a brother somebody has a sister yeah in know, one they, version it's a daughter Superman like I, I just love it where it's like it doesn't matter and to me, that's Jeff Johns kind of saying, like, look, it doesn't matter if it's Secret Origin that I wrote or Birthright or Shazinski's Earth One or whatever. Like, it doesn't matter which version of this story it is. It, but it's the fact that this is the thing that sets up everything. Everything is based out of Superman. So he's basically saying, like, this story is going to be told again and again, over yeah. and over again, because it's long after he's gone. Exactly. Still be retelling this. And it's kind of a, a commentary on like the shifting timeline of comics, right? Because like Superman has been around since 1938, but he's also not 80 years old. Where it's like, you know, this thing is going to happen again and again. The DC universe will begin again at one point and then again and again yeah. because these characters they don't age. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because it's a multiverse. And it's just done so well, dude. It's done so freaking well. Uh, John calls all his 
universe people back in front of the Washington Memorial. Um, they have a nice chit chat. Yeah, they do for a minute. <laughs> where he's like, you know, he's like, I, he's like, I, I knew that I had to, you know, bring you to here, and like, this is where it gets kind of bullshit for me because I know Ozzy Mendez is like the smartest guy or whatever but i'm like there's no way you put all this shit in motion dude i don't know about that i was like i knew that i had to like get you to come here and get you to meet superman so that you would save this universe and ours or whatever i'm like god that feels like a reach for me a little bit more so that like like his plan in the original watchman makes sense he's explaining what you're explaining you know that hope Mm. that superman gives people sure what superman is he knew that that was going to change there's so many moving pieces that would have had to fall into place for this plan to work though like again his plan in watchmen when you hear it it's like oh yeah it makes sense like i I fully believe that's also in his own world like so he came to this world he suddenly knew everything Mm. is that how well we're supposed to think i guess he is pretty smart yeah he's a smart man (laughs) (laughs) i like where he's like now we get to go home. Everyone lives today. And then Adrian's like, except you, right? Fucking asshole. You're <laughs> <Or> goddamn <laughs> asshole. Is what he says. And then it, it, it's funny because like Luther shows up too. He's like, I usually refrain from that type of language, but I agree. You goddamn asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he sends him back to when he's falling. Yep. This page is awesome too. Yeah. He sends him back. He puts him back in the timeline where and he was I, supposed I to go. And I called this way back with issue one that this is how it was going to come back is... All this stuff's going to go down and Comedian will just go back to falling out the window and he will just die. Uh, so go, go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember that. Um, so good, too, because like Vite's like, well, there you go, Rorschach. Like, have your revenge on me. Then I guess that's what you're going to do. And he's like, I don't want revenge. I want justice. I want you to rot in a jail cell. Um, and he takes you're not off, Rorschach. Rorschach is me. Yeah. He takes off the mask to help and, stop the bleeding. Yeah, which is, which is really, really good. And then uh, I think, I don't remember who called it. I'm sure one of us called it that by the end of this, that Marionette and mine were going to stay in the DC universe. Somebody did. I know that we talked about it. Oh, okay. Because Jeff Johns created these characters for a reason and he's not just going to put them away. Who knows if we'll ever see them again because I don't know what Jeff Johns' position with DC is right now. Someone will bring him back and want to play with him. I'm sure. They're great characters. Yeah. And clearly he has a plan for what to do with their daughter at some point. Yeah. But I'd like to see him get fleshed out a little, oh, little yeah. more. Definitely. So Dr. Manhattan says, you guys are going to stay here because your daughter needs an anchor or, or your son needs an anchor here. Just like um, and you And she's like, well, we want our son back. And he's like, well, you're going to have a daughter now and you, your son will meet back up with you again someday. But for now, no. <laughs> And then he goes back to that diner yep, with the actor. It, yep. And if you remember from issue 10 that eventually their last like dinner date they have is Dr. Manhattan telling Carver Coleman where he's like, you're just not going to exist in a year from now. And then he just leaves. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck is that even supposed to mean? So he just comes back. He's like, I'm sorry I didn't explain that more clearly. <laughs> it's actually me that won't be here. <laughs> like, okay. Um, this is a really cool page too where they kind of talk about because in the other ones, right, he was he was a, a closet homosexual, but he was uh, afraid of coming out and whatever. People I love this him. line that says, don't be afraid of what you of feel. What you feel. I yeah. love it. So good. Because um, somebody says that earlier in the book, right? Don't they say it to Rorschach and then they bring it back here? Because it's it said twice. Oh, it doesn't matter. Um, I just love that line. Oh, I agree. I agree. Uh, so, yeah, it. But now in the restructured timeline, he does come out as gay and he is shunned away for it. 
but eventually he back. he does get his career back and he even wins an Oscar. He's responsible for getting homosexuality removed as like a mental illness in like the I don't remember what the uh, from the American Psychiatric Association Diagnostic Manual of Mental Disorders. It's a mouthful, but <laughs> you get what I'm saying. And then he eventually died of old age in 2005. Um, in, in this, in this, I like that uh, Batman keeps Rorschach's journal. That's a cool little it's piece a, to it's a trophy. Yeah, to keep put away. Yeah, uh, Marionette Mime. Who knows what's gonna happen with them? Like I say, I'm I'm curious when we'll ever see them again. Just because I don't know if any other writers are gonna care, and I don't know. Like I say, everything with Jeff Johns at DC is so up in the air right now. There's so many things that are like people that are reporting that like they're pushing him out. They don't want him anymore, and that he's just weird. Had just... arguments with DiDio and the upper people up at DC, and so who the hell knows what's going to happen? I don't really want to speculate on any of that because none of it's, to in my opinion, based off of anything exactly. factual. Yeah. Um, is this Archie they're looking into? Is that what you got out of it? Oh, I didn't even really think about it, to be honest with you. Um, well, it looks like it, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would assume so, especially because she's like, you drive. And yeah. it even has like the tarp pulled down, like they've just untarped oh, it. Oh, yeah. that's probably, I honestly didn't even give it a thought, but that's probably what it is. Um, the greatest thing that Jeff Johns gives Superman here is his parents back. And, and what, what did you think about this? I was, I was curious what you were going to, what your I, feelings I were. I am of the belief that John Byrne got it right the first time because in the original continuity the superman's dad had died and things whatever and like some versions he had parents sometimes he didn't after the first crisis when john byrne took over superman he's like no the kents should be alive they should be with with clark as an adult to be and that's i i agree kind of be his anchor yeah i agree with that because it plus it makes it like less of the trope where it's like you know the parents have to die like it's like we already have batman with that shit and other things like why can't superman have his parents um I, I do kind of like the lesson of like some versions used, including like the first Christopher Reeve movie where like that's the lesson he has to learn that like I couldn't save my dad and stuff. So like there is something there to have one of his parents die, but I enjoy them being here. It just sucks because I don't know which issue it is. I think it's issue two or three of Doomsday Clock that we saw John Kent, um, little boy John Kent, who was still a little boy at that time that book was coming out. But since then, okay. Bendis, is, Bendis has come in and gotten rid of John Kent, aged him up, and then sent him to the future because he didn't want to deal with him. And so he's missing here now. And it sucks because he was in the series towards the beginning, and it's like he should be here, but they they couldn't put him in now because like yeah, it would make sense to put the little boy John there now because he's older and he's and Bendis got rid of him. Yeah. So it, that just kind of irks me because it's like God damn it, because like. Especially when you bring Mon Pa Kent back, like they have grandson now, and that should yeah. be a big deal, and yeah, it's and it's not. And do I think Bendis will even do anything with Mon Pa Kent or even acknowledge that they're back? I don't. Hmm. I don't. Um, I just I don't think he cares. Um, back in the Watchmen universe, I like that uh, Doctor Manhattan helps kind of like pick the pieces off the ground and get help you know get this world functioning again. Uh, I like seeing Rorschach in front of the moth's grave and stuff. Really cool. Uh, they, they turn Vite's building into like his prison cell. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. Boobastus doesn't get put away though. At least that's good. Yeah. No, she, no, Boobastus is with Cleopatra Pack. Yeah. It's like, she okay, calls good. herself Nostalgia, which is a big thing in the TV series. Oh, okay. Um, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Oh, okay. I like, like that they didn't lock the kitty up. It wasn't Babassus' fault. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> I'm actually glad when I saw that because 
um, going back to the page where comedian shoots um, Ozzy, I couldn't tell because he's he's holding him where he gets shot. And I'm like, yeah. God, he's kill yeah. Bassus again. But no, he's he's still alive. I was oh. happy to see that. <laughs> they bring in a new cat just to fucking kill it again. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, don't do that. Um, when Marionette gives birth to to the son, uh, Ozzyman, or Dr. Manhattan goes and just plucks him away. He's like, he's mine. And uh, but doesn't do exactly. And their daughter's what, name is Anita Mays. Yeah, uh, doesn't do exactly what uh, we expected. Like they, Doctor Manhattan, like raises the kid. Yeah, he ends up taking him with him. Yeah, for a while, and like uh, I love this so much because he he raises him and like in Superman's image, kind of a thing. Like with what I learned here, I'm inspired to like teach him the values that I learned from Superman, yeah. which is great. And then. Um, these panels here of like Dr. Manhattan kind of fading away as the roses bloom really good where he's like the last, this is the last great thing I can give this, this world. You know, he basically puts his essence into the kid and like with the last of my power, this is the last gift I can give to the world is its own Superman. Um, so the boy goes to the, the Dryberg's house with a night owl and Silk Spectre and, Says that his name is Clark with a Doctor Manhattan symbol on his forehead. Um, I I love the ending to this. I thought He's it wearing was wearing a little suit. I love. Uh, yeah, he he just it, looks so proper. Yeah, it was really really good. I mean, he was raised by John, so yeah, he's gonna be. There, proper. there is stuff in these last few pages that kind of harken back to the TV show. Mm-hmm. The ending yeah. of the TV show. I don't want to mention because you guys. I know okay. you guys haven't seen it. Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything. So, but yeah, there's there's some stuff going on there. Gotcha. And I like that he shows up and he's like, you know, your mom and dad said they would know what to do when I got here. And uh, just the last thing I like, John calls me Clark. That He names the kid Clark. Um, oh, I love that. I love that. That's like. What about the, the quote at the end? I didn't Did you not even read that? It says, every child comes with the message that God is not yet, yet discouraged of man. Oh, okay. I like that. And then you got a Carver Coleman's uh, star on the the walk of fame yeah with with the picture of of john and janie slater yeah then there's no extra stuff at the end yeah Yeah. it was nice and tidy oh yeah it was nice i love the idea of the last kind of will and testament of of dr manhattan is to give his world a superman um give them something that he they can aspire to really yeah yeah. there's going back to the tv show a lot they do mention like he with everything he could do he didn't do enough Mm -hmm. and i I, looking at this it's like he i think he kind of knows that because he is so out of touch at this point Mm -hmm. that like let's give him somebody that maybe can help them in a way i couldn't help yeah yeah okay so we're gonna rate this book and then we're gonna kind of talk about the the series doomsday clock as a whole so mary what on a scale of one to ten what would you give doomsday clock 12 um i'd give it a 10 because it was a really good finale I liked it. I agree. It's a 10 for me as well. All right. I was going to give it eight and a half, nine. Okay. Up there. All right. I mean, I think the whole series has been right around oh, that nine to 10 ish yeah. range. It was very, um, very heavily like, like we talked about. I mean, this mm-hmm. is super, this is showing you, this is Superman. This is mm-hmm. what Superman is. Done. This is his effect. It's a love letter to, to Superman. Uh, really. so when I would, to the point that the whole time I was reading it, I'm like, Tyler's going to love this. Tyler's yeah. going to oh, love yeah. this. I did. did. I did. <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's Jeff Johns kind of writing a love letter to the character, which, and Jeff Johns hears the criticisms too that he's not relatable and that you know he's not as cool as Batman is or whatever. And this is Jeff Johns going, no, Superman matters, and here's why. Like, I yeah, I love that to death. Um, so the series as a whole, 
I really wanted to go back and read one through eleven before this one came out and just never got to it. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see how this reads together. Yeah, I'm really excited to read it all. Uh, Jumping into this, I didn't feel like I needed it. No, but I just kind of wanted to see if it reads differently when I read them all sequentially. So I'll be curious when the trades come out to do that. Mm -hmm. But uh, Mary, what do you think about Doomsday Clock the series, and how would you rate it on a scale of one to ten? Uh, I really liked it. I just I just wish it would have came out on time when it was supposed to because I feel like I would have enjoyed it more that way. Mm-hmm. Not, and so I just have to base my rating off of just not not that feeling, obviously, that I wish it came out sooner because that would make it go low. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, I'd give it a nine, yeah. It's mm. good. Kylie? That's, that's mine, a nine, definitely. Yep. It's it was, it was It was really good. I felt they did a, a great job incorporating the Watchmen universe into the DC universe. Oh, yeah. Uh, the way they did it. Clearly, Johns was a fan, too, oh, like yeah. of Watchmen. It's like, you could tell it was made by someone that loves those Watchmen yeah. characters. I, I, every time I'd read an issue, I'd always think, like, how, if, if Alan Moore would sit down and read this. Oh, he'd hate it. He, he, he would, would hate it. He would despise but it. But he, he, would, he wouldn't see past the blind anger. To, to realize what a love letter this is to his original Especially work. the ending, because they do kind of have a happy ending for the Watchmen characters. He would hate that. Oh, yeah. that it's like, no, that goes against what... It's not supposed to be happy at the end. It's supposed to be fucked up. Oh, yeah. He would, he would fucking hate this. <laughs> but um, I'm going to go nine and a half. I wanted to go ten, but I couldn't quite get there. That, that felt yeah. reaching a little bit, but I do think it's really close. It's as close to a ten as I could get without getting there. So it's not, that was my feel. I'm like, I I didn't want to just throw it a 10. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Um, It definitely has 10, a lot of 10 moments. Oh yeah. Um, and a lot of 10 ideas that, but it's hard not to beat it up a little bit for the delays. And it just sucks. Yeah. And it's, it's a product of what it is and what it is was very late. (laughs) So, um, it took almost three years to get the story told and there was, you know, or I mean, I, a little over two years, I guess, to get the story told. And there was just yeah. no, like I said, and we'll probably never get to find out why. I, I think years down the road, we will. That some Hopefully. convention, he'll he'll go, okay, this is what was going on. This is what happened. Jeff Johns has been almost entirely silent since the series began. Like his Twitter, if you look at his Twitter, he doesn't, he hasn't posted anything hardly in two years. Like he's just gone. That's why a lot of people are like, what's going on? Has there on? been a lot of people bitching about this at all to him on Twitter? Probably. Or? And, and Gary Probably. Frank has responded to some of that a little bit more because Gary Frank's still very active. But like, that's why people are wondering like, what's going on with Jeff Johns? He's he's you don't see him at cons he's not Mm. speaking he's not doing panels he's not doing interviews like something's going on with jeff johnson dc right now that's you just can't help but feel like oh what's going on here guys but and that sucks but who knows what the original version of the story was going to be because i do think it was altered to some degree but i think it's the best version that we could have got with what they had so i i fucking love it doomsday clock if any of you somehow waited on this i know it was a long <laughs> wait but it's it's worth the wait go check it out mary let's do so many picks weekly picks weekly picks okay uh my weekly pick is actually going to be miskatonic high number five because i finally got it in the mail and i'm reading it so it's a manga it's a kickstarter it's kickstarter a kickstarter comic who we actually interviewed the one of the creators okay. of a few months back yeah it was good i like it that's my pick right on 
Uh, my pick is something I have not read yet, but I have waited. I have waited. <laughs> not how this works. Well, I've waited ten years for this book. Oh, okay. uh, which is Mark Miller's American Jesus book two uh, came out. It was a surprise. Oh, Nobody no. knew it was we're about to do out. the creator focus on on him too. So exactly. that, that that should be what you read. Yeah, that just fucking lined up perfect. Um, yeah, I'm That'll very excited month. to see this. When we were doing the shipment this week, um, I just remember Alex pulling something out of the box and showing emily and i heard him say american jesus and i mm-hmm. thought oh we must have got reorders in of the first collection and then when it came across me as i'm checking it in i'm like wait wait a minute and you didn't this know is the new- no they didn't tell anybody they oh. just said there's going to be a surprise christmas thing from image by mark miller they and they wouldn't cool. give anyone information so this was a surprise if you look at the original trade when it was collected it was only a three-part series and back originally when it was single issues it was called chosen mm-hmm. and when they collected it, they changed it to american jesus uh-huh. um but in the back of that trade if you look the very very back page says american jesus book two coming 2009 that's how long we've waited just, for this. Just wow. Put a one. <laughs> so I'm very excited to Ten read years that. Of, okay. I, I was hoping I had enough time. I forgot to pick up my books. I'm sure we'll hear about that on the uh, Mark Miller yeah, episode. So we'll yeah. Talk about Jesus. That'll be next month sometime. Uh, my, my weekly pick's actually going to be something a little bit different. Uh, that I uh, usually that's not recommend. Allowed. Yeah, well, okay. Um, <laughs> Different. Um, <laughs> there, the, there's a YouTuber that I really like named Professor Thorgy. If you want to check out uh, some of his videos, please do. Not but, Paul Logan, the no. guy with the glasses. Um, yeah, um, he did an amazing video. It's almost it's like almost 50 minutes long. It's like 47, 48 minutes long about comic book piracy because that's been a pretty topical okay. conversation to have later it's an incredible video that he put together like, how long is it it's like 45 50 minutes long okay. it, but i mean it, it's it's a conversation that we need to start having because he goes over things he's like look i'm not saying stealing is right it's not right and you shouldn't do it i'm not give, but he goes but there are things the way this industry has worked that they are not taking full advantage of things that they could be and they're making it hard for people and so like i don't want to get too far into it because i want you to hear from him because he words it much better than i do and he doesn't necessarily stick up for the piraters in any way but he's like these are the re these are the problems with the industry and the way that it's worked the way that comic book stores are set up yeah and he's like these are conversations we need to start having if we want to get rid of this problem because he talks about like look Look how music got rid of piracy, and movies did. They they leaned more into the digital market and did these. You know what I mean? And now you don't really hear about people downloading music illegally as much anymore because they've made it. People are willing to pay accessible. for things if you make it accessible. Mm-hmm. People will pay ten dollars a month for Spotify to have unlimited music on their phone. And so, yeah, just it's a really interesting conversation to listen to. So I, I highly recommend that. It's long. But yeah, it is. But there's a lot to go over. I tell you, if I can sit through a YouTube video that's four and a half hours long of a gentleman explaining all of Twin Peaks to me, oh, good I can sit through 45 <laughs> um, minutes of... Uh, I found this to be really, really informative and I, I dug the shit out of it. So, and like I say, it's, it's a topical conversation right now because... You know what happened with the crowded book that kind of got out. The conversation started, and a lot of creators are speaking okay. out on are speaking out on that because the the creator of Crowded saw that one of the pirate websites had like almost ninety thousand downloads of his book, yet it sells eight thousand copies a month. And they're like, "What the fuck?" You know, this is, that's kind of what started the whole thing. And then Donny Cates was very vocal about like, "Don't steal my shit." And then you got people on Twitter that are like, "Well, this is why we steal your shit." And so there's there's a whole back and forth that's been going on the last couple of weeks between creators and fans. And again. I'm not trying to pick a side. Stealing is wrong, but Stealing there is definitely wrong. is, there's a conversation that needs to be had. 
about this. So I, I recommend that. That pretty much does it for us here, guys. Um, we put up two episodes this week. So the same time you're hearing this, the other episode will be up as well, which is our review, obviously, of Star Wars Episode Nine, The Rise of Skywalker. So you got two podcasts this week, and that's because we'll be taking next week off for this big holiday that happens in December. So I hope everybody has a, a good holiday from us, obviously. Um, enjoy your families. Do whatever you do. Celebrate whatever. Year. Celebrate whatever holiday you celebrate. That Merry ho hos. Or do nothing. That's fine too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when we do come back, though, it will be our best of 2019 episode, which is one of my. I love that episode. Like I love the the two that we've done. Our end of year episodes are so much fun because I have so much fun putting those lists together. So um, that's going to be a pretty jam packed episode when we come back in a couple weeks. Go read Doomsday Clock. Check out Nerd Dome Podcast. Hashtag fuck you, Charles. Um, <laughs> follow us on social media everywhere. Guys, until next time, my name is Tyler. I'm Mary. I'm Kylie. Peace out, guys. I gave you a-